Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. If you are here, that means that you listened to episode one and you came back for more. And I could not be more grateful to have you here with me today. I pray that your day has gone smooth. Whatever time of the day this is, I hope that you are feeling good. In the first episode of this season, you guys learned a little bit about my life, what I do, and who I am. But I want to get much more granular with that. I think that my story, starting from the beginning, is going to help you guys understand why I feel equipped to talk about this stuff making money, financial freedom, credit repair, et cetera, et cetera, right? Where do I get my experience from? How did it all start? Why am I passionate about wealth in the community? Let's start here. Picture it. New York City, 1986. That was my best Sophia impression for any Golden Girls fans out there. (laughs) Anyway, my mom and dad met one hot summer in New York City. He was riding his bike and he was determined to bag my mom. He saw a spicy Latina who didn't take no shit from nobody and he knew that he wanted to be with her. My mom, not so much on board in the beginning, but he grew on her and they ended up deciding to get into a committed relationship with each other, which coincidentally means that I got here. So yay. Um, but a few years later, my mom found out she was pregnant and my mom is the manifestation queen, right? So before manifesting was cool, my mom was already manifesting things in her life. She knew that she wanted another child because I have a big brother and a little sister. You guys will hear a little bit about them coming up. And she knew that she wanted a girl. She already had her son, which is my older brother, who's my best friend and my confidant. And little did she know I would be her middle child, not just her second child, but her middle child, because she was going to eventually have my little sister, who I still think is my little baby at times. Anywho, my mom waddled all over the Bronx and I came out a nice chunky nine pounds and eight ounces. My mom, my big brother, my dad, my entire family was obsessed with me. At that time, I was the baby of the family. My cousins were older. My brother was nine years old. So everyone was just over the moon with me. And I'd like to say that's where my confidence comes from. (laughs) If your family is constantly telling you how beautiful you are, how smart you you are, how successful you're going to be, you just can't help but be confident, right? And so that's where my confidence comes from. I wasn't always confident, but we'll get into that in some later episodes. But that leads me to my dad, right? Unfortunately, he was obsessed with me, but he was also obsessed with some substances that I probably can't even name. But let's just say it caused my mom and him to part ways. And so my mom decided to 
embrace the single mom life as, as best as she knew how. And I just got to big up the single moms at this point. I mean, big up all the moms, right? But single moms hold a special place in my heart because I grew up in a single parent household, like I mentioned in episode one. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized how difficult it was because my mom made it look easy. Okay. Let me let y'all know. My mom was a beast at single mom life. I, we never missed a meal. In fact, she would feed other kids in the neighborhood because we would have extra food around. It was just ridiculous. She made it look cool. If I'm being honest, like, you know, she was, she came and went as she pleased and, and she took care of her family. And that was really the most important thing to her. My mom was a huge free spirit. So we had a blast, right? She used to find cheap things for us to do. We were always at festivals or at the movies, at the matinee, shopping. My mom loves to shop. Hint, hint, that's where I get it from. But we used to have a great time. And we lived, unfortunately, at that time in a one bedroom apartment in the Bronx. And so she quickly realized we needed more space. My brother and I slept in the sofa bed together. She had the bedroom. And so my brother growing into a teenage boy, right? It was just time to go ahead and make that move and get a bigger place. So that we did. We ventured to Washington Heights. For anyone who's not familiar with New York City, Washington Heights is a neighborhood in uptown Manhattan. It's right at the end of Harlem and right and basically kicks off Dykeman. So if you know anything about Harlem, then we are right uptown from Harlem. And you guys will learn a little later, you know, about my teen years and growing up in that neighborhood and all of that. But ultimately, we moved into a three bedroom apartment. It was massive. Okay. As a four year old, I did not know what to do with all of this space. So I was ecstatic. My brother, not so much, right? He had made friends in the Bronx and we all went to school in the Bronx. But to be honest, I don't really remember much about living in the Bronx, except I know I learned how to snap before we moved to the Heights. I know I remember this crazy house fire, which was absolutely nuts. Everybody was okay, but it was just crazy to see as a child. And I remember my dad coming to pick me up and taking me to the park and just hanging out with him. But for me, I consider myself someone who grew up in the Heights, right? So again, if you know anything about this neighborhood, you'll know that we basically moved to Little DR. So the culture was outrageous. Growing up in Washington Heights was such a blessing. I learned so much. And like most people that grow up in New York City, I grew up fast, right? So ultimately... When we moved into this huge apartment, I saw my mom level up, right? At four years old, I had no idea what that meant, but my mom was a hustler at the end of the day. So when I looked around this apartment, I'm like, wow, we're rich, right? And I I didn't even know what to do with all of the room that I had. So I was always in my brother's room bothering him because I was just used to being around him all the time. So huge level up for my mom, right? And from my thoughts and my perspective, I'm like, we're absolutely rich. Like, there's just no way we're not rich. This house is huge. You know, this is a nice neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. So that's sort of what I'm going to deep dive into in this episode is 
why I really thought we were rich and why I had no clue that we weren't and had no clue how to build wealth as a child because I just always assumed we were rich. I assumed there was a check waiting for me when I turned 16 or 18 and I would be okay in life, right? And so moving to the Heights was a wonderful experience, as I mentioned. I would meet friends there who turned family. I'd get my first period there. I would learn a lot about the streets. And most importantly, I would learn that we weren't rich, right? My mom was a big time hustler. She did what needed to be done for her kids. I remember my mom would make working a second job look like fun. I would say to myself, like, I'm going to have a bunch of jobs when I grow up too, because I just knew I wanted to be rich, right? I don't feel like that anymore, but you get it. (laughs) She kept a smile on her face. She always got her coworkers, my aunt included, coffee, oatmeal. They would crack jokes, work for a few hours on Saturdays, and then come home. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Whole time, my mom was trying to make ends meet. Funny how that works. You never really realize the sacrifices your parents made for you until you're much older. Quick shout out to my mommy listeners, though, especially my single ones. I see y'all. You are doing a great job. Never let anyone convince you different. So I was having a blast hanging out in the Heights with my friends. We bought Biraguas, which are those ice cups with where they pour the flavor juice in them. We would go get a slice of pizza and a can of soda. Or because it was the Heights, we also had a patelito man. For those of you who are now Puerto Rican, those are empanadas. And oh yeah, island girl. So my mom's Puerto Rican, like I talked about when I talked about my mom and my dad meeting. And my dad's from Belize. While I haven't visited Belize yet, I used to go to Puerto Rico every summer as a kid. Another reason I thought we were rich. My grandmother owned a crib in Puerto Rico. Like, how were we not rich was my question, right? Anyway, I quickly learned that New York City, specifically Manhattan, was the land of the hustlers. Everyone had money, wanted money, or was trying to make money. And since a kid, my mom didn't play about how she dressed us, how we went out in public. We was dipped up in the latest regularly. Our hair was done haircuts was fire. You just knew appearance was important, probably before you even knew why. So as a 13-year-old girl going to Catholic high school, I wasn't about to get into anything crazy, although the opportunities were there. But like I mentioned in episode one, I couldn't wait to get my working papers so I could start working. This is where it all began. I knew I liked money, I knew I liked having money in my pocket that was mine. I knew I loved being able to pick up groceries for the house or even buy us dinner some nights. It was absolutely the best feeling, but I knew zero about saving money. I knew nothing about credit and all I wanted to do was make more money just to spend more money. A super toxic mentality, but we'll get into that. So, I had the idea in my mind that any money I made, I could spend it on whatever I wanted and I didn't have to save a dime. Let me explain why. If my grandmother gave me $100 on my birthday, my mom would take it. If anybody out there in the audience feels me, when you were a kid, if your grandparent, your aunt, your uncle, anybody in your family or a family friend gave you some money, Your mom took it immediately and said, we're going to save this for later. 
Now, whether they spent it and put it back or not, who knows, right? But they took it from you and they said, we're going to save it. They used that very specific word that they wanted to save it. So for me, and I guess this is just how my mind works as a Pisces, shout out Pisces. We're very special, FYI. But in my mind, it seemed as though any money that I got from my family or friends of the family, my mom was going to take it and save it. And it would always come back up, right? When school started, it'd be like, hey, let's buy you some sneakers. You have $200, you know, saved up from the family giving you money. It's not like my mom was trying to play me, but I didn't have access to it. So when I finally had a check with my name on it and went and cashed it, I thought I'm blowing this. My mom been saving money for me since I was eight years old. Why do I need to save any of this? And she never, ever said to me, this is why we're going to save this money. I mean, you would think people would put two and two together, right? Like, well, she saved it and now I get to get sneakers, but I don't see these sneakers for like a month. I want it now, right? Like I don't get to see these sneakers until school starts or, you know, until the next season starts or whatever. I want it now. So already in my mind, any money I got from the family for my birthday or Christmas or occasions, my mom was going to save it. Any money I made on my own, I was going to spend it. (laughs) It just is what it is. I was going to spend it. So in my mind, the more money I made, the more money I could spend. My mom never sat down and said, this is why it's important to save money, right? She never sat down and said, hey, this is what credit is. So in a few years, you might start getting these offers and this is what you want to do with them, right? I told y'all on episode one, my mom said, don't get no credit cards ever for no reason ever. Not like don't get credit cards until you're 18 or 21, like don't get credit cards ever at all, right? And she was doing what she thought was right. She was doing what she thought was the best thing to do at that time. And I get it because she went through a period of life where she ruined her credit and she was in a space of having to repair it. And she knew how rough that was, right? So she didn't want that to happen to her kids. So here I am, 15, 16 years old, thinking when I make money, I spend money. Okay. I'm going to go get me some sneakers. Me and my homegirls are going to go out. We're going to buy some Chinese food, whatever the, we were in the mood for that night. And we were going to go, you know, live it up. Right. Especially during the summer. If you've experienced summer in New York city, you know, it's a vibe in itself. The people are out, the streets are packed. There's always something to do. So we was out there enjoying it. And it never dawned on me why I never saved even $20, even $20. So part of this, part of this podcast and part of this, the reason that I'm here before you is because I want you to know that I didn't really learn to save and manage my money well until my late twenties, right? And I'm still learning. So what I want to put out there to you guys is that it's never too late to start working on your financial freedom journey, right? When we think about, oh, I'm at this age and, you know, I'll have to work until quote unquote retirement age and all of these different things. We're just accustomed to thinking that, right? Just like we were accustomed to thinking, oh, go to college get a good job, work until you're 60, retire, live a good life, right? That's the school I come from. And ultimately, I got to say, 
at my age now in my 30s, I want to retire in 10 years. I don't want to retire at 60 and then start to be able to do what I want, right? So as the times change, things change. And I want you to know this is a great time to be alive. There are so many side hustles out there. There are so many opportunities to get money if we are willing to share our gifts with the world. Okay? So the reason for this episode is to let you guys know that I thought we were rich. And so I didn't see a reason. I thought me and my family were rich. So I didn't see a reason to try to save any money. And if we're being honest here, I know a lot of people that grew up that way and probably believing that, right? Like, I don't need to save or I don't know how to save or why you're saving important, right? Don't get any credit cards, right? Like, don't screw up your credit by any means. But who knew that no credit was almost just as bad as bad credit, right? So we didn't have these conversations in my household. And that's what makes me so passionate because I need to make it my mission now that I have this education and I have this knowledge and these resources to help the people around me. I'm a firm believer that if you have a gift, a talent or knowledge in a certain area, you need to put it out there to help other people. So that's how I got here. That's how I became the money mindset queen. I specialize in credit repair, budgeting, savings plan, and all savings plans, and all of these type of different things that can help people either kickstart or get back in motion with their financial freedom journey. So if that's why you're here, you're in the right place. Okay. If you are interested in learning, not just about my journey, but about actual best practices and tools and resources that you can use to jumpstart or to get back on track with your financial freedom journey, this is the place for you. And I want you to know that we're transparent here, right? I'm not going to hide anything from you guys. I'm going to tell you about the time that there was an eviction notice on my door. I'm going to tell you about the time that my car almost got repoed because it's the truth. And it's literally what got me to where I'm at today as far as financial stability and good credit and just overall understanding my finances and making my money work for you, making my money work for me. (laughs) So I will leave you guys with that. If there's one thing you get out of this episode, it's just that you can have it all. And you can build wealth and you can find yourself in a good financial situation in the next six months to a year if you just dedicate yourself and get laser focused on the goals. We're going to talk about goal setting. We're going to talk about all different types of things. But for now, just know that there is someone in your corner that believes that you can have it all. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. Until next time. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram 
to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.